Hi, welcome to Earthmakers, Sacred Stories and Queer Spaces. My name is Joey Bear. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I am the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Take a deep breath. Settle in. This space is for you. When I was doing my clinical residency as a hospital chaplain, I was placed in intensive care units primarily. And I encountered a patient that I will never forget. I'm going to call this patient Camilla. Camilla was a young woman who was very sick. And she was in a part of the intensive care unit that is removed from the rest of the patients, so she felt pretty isolated. When I first dropped in to see her, she was glad to have a visitor, but was unsure about talking to a spiritual care professional. We had some really good quality conversations, though, about her relationship with her daughter and the difficulty of being a single mom at the age of 19 with the father of her daughter being in prison. She had been abused most of her life. She was beautiful. I remember just thinking how luminous she was and and heartfelt and afraid. She kind of held me at arm's length a little bit, actually, in the beginning. She was pretty cranky, (laughs) if I recall correctly. No one could really tell her what was wrong with her. But something was very wrong and had been for a long time. The third time I visited her, it was because she had requested a visit from me specifically and she cried she said I haven't felt happy in a very long time And I said, do you have any memories from a time in your life when you were happy? And she told a story about being a little girl and spending hours with crayons 
and coloring books, just coloring. Alone, quiet, just present with the colors and the act, the practice of coloring. She said no one bothered her when she colored. Not her siblings, not her parents. The chaos of her childhood home was paused for a moment. And she could disappear into her coloring projects. And so I asked her, Camilla, would you like me to find you some crayons and a coloring book? And she said, oh, no, no, no. And I said, well, why not? She said, that's kid stuff. I need to grow up a little. And before I left the room that day, I turned and said, Camilla, maybe it is your belief that you need to grow up a little. That is introducing such profound sadness into your life. And I left. Later that day, just as I was packing up my things to get ready to head back to my apartment, a call came into the spiritual care duty office, and Lori, our administrative assistant answered the phone and said, Joey, there is a patient in intensive care who is looking for a coloring book and some crayons and was wondering if you would deliver them to her. And I said, it would be my honor. And I was excited. And I went and grabbed some coloring books and some crayons from an art supply office. And I headed back to the ICU and, and there she was. And she had been crying. Her face was puffy and wet. She had been blowing her nose, a trail of Kleenex on the floor. And I handed her the coloring book and crayons. 
And this young 19-year-old woman in her hospital gown and long curly brown hair sat upright, weak and weepy. Her freckles shining under the veneer of tears. And she took the coloring books and the crayons from my hands. <clears throat> and as I swept up the Kleenex and threw them away, She smiled. She actually smiled. And it was a full body smile. You know those smiles that aren't just, you know, face smiles? It's like they start in your toes and they rise up through your body and wells up to your face. And as you smile, your whole body spirit, mind, smiles with you. It was that kind of smile. And it was a beautiful smile, and it's a smile I will never forget. And with all of our theology, and with all of our spirituality, and self-help books and gurus and psychedelic experiments and liturgies and charismatic experiences and differences in opinion. The smile is the thing. The smile is still the thing. There's a moment in the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark in the 12th chapter where Jesus the Christ is in the temple with his disciples and a woman, a widow, comes to the altar after everyone else and leaves a sum of money, a very small sum of money at the altar. And according to Sarah Rudin, a Quaker translator who works primarily with ancient Greek in her book, The Gospels. The rich are contributing handfuls of change, but the widow's coins are fantastically low in value. Women left without breadwinners could earn from indoor crafts, such as spinning and weaving, but they competed with unpaid female slaves and servants. And so when Jesus says, 
Amin, I tell you, this destitute widow has put in more than all the others who put money into the treasury. They all, of course, put in out of their excess, but she did it out of her shortfall, putting in everything she had, the whole of what she was living on. When Jesus says that, he actually means it. And sometimes we don't have a lot to offer. Sometimes what we think is the least amount, the bottom of the barrel, the crayons and coloring books, the smile on a rough day. These things may seem like nothing. But just like the widow who gave of her shortfall. The crayons and coloring book, the smile on the face of a 19-year-old single mom could be everything that we have. And so give Give and receive, but only what you have. And that, that is enough. <laughs>